Why stand in when you can spike out with Electric Kitten Creations' unique handmade collars for all occasions, including costume, cosplay, and so much more? They are certain to have something perfect for you. Check out Electric Kitten Creations on Instagram with a link in description. Welcome back to Furry Trash. I'm Rose Get the Box, and welcome to the podcast for Furry Spy Furry, the most probably cutest fursuiter in the whole world, and no one can tell me differently, Lelia Spaniel, everybody. <laughs> you're too sweet well Lelia tell people who you are and what you do um hi I'm um I go by Lelia Spaniel in the fandom um I my um main persona is Lelia Spaniel she's a Welsh Springer Spaniel um I also have um two other fursuits that I perform as um Buttercup and Rusty um who are both also spaniels i don't have a problem i promise <laughs> i just really like spaniels <laughs> and you were also part of the lisa ling documentary uh, this is life with yeah, uh, I, yeah the, I was the lisa ling with lisa ling wow the english there is amazing uh, <laughs> what was that process like um gosh that was that was a crazy like um I'm trying, I guess it was back in like 2017 that I got contacted. Um, I think it was via email. I was um, contacted by the producer of This Is Life with Lisa Lang. Um, and um, she just contacted me, said, hey, we're making this documentary on the furry fandom. And um, we were given your name and we're interested in, you know, whether you wanted to be a part of it. And at the time, I was like really skeptical, like, you know, furries in the media haven't always mixed well. And I was also just like, I don't know why. First off, why well, I don't know why they'd want to talk to me. <laughs> and second of all, like, you know, I was really concerned about what, you know, their goal was with the documentary. Um, and but you know I reached out to um, the producer and uh, we agreed to do a phone conversation and she was incredibly nice throughout the whole conversation um, you know talked about how you know they were really really interested in portraying the fandom in a good light um, what they were really looking for were stories of people whose lives were changed in a positive way, what impact it had on their lives. And for me, I have really severe social anxiety. Um, and um, fursuiting has brought out kind of a side of me that I never, you know, even realized and has helped with my social anxiety a lot. And we kind of talked and, you know, at the end of the phone interview, she was like, well, we have a bunch of other people that we're going to look into and um, we'll contact you again if we're interested in having you on the show. And after I hung up, I was like, well, I'll never hear from them again. <laughs> just kind of you know kind of forgot about it and then a month later she contacts me again and says hey you've been chosen we want to come out and film you we'll be there in a week <laughs> I was like what <laughs> it was yeah so and so things just started happening really fast and it was 
really kind of an unexpected um, thing. So if people <laughs> haven't seen the documentary, I covered it on my furries in the media when I was looking at Boons because Boons was a past guest. What was it like for you personally? Because they show your personal life, they show really your entire house, to be honest. Like there is yeah. like, you know, there isn't a single spaniel like picture or sculpture in your entire house, like nothing at all. If you like <laughs> it, that that is that is sarcasm. Lelia lives, breathes, and probably sleeps spaniels. Uh, <laughs> like getting up close and personal with cameras in your house it was oh my gosh that was it was quite an experience I mean I've never been like on camera like that before and I mean this was this was not just like you know a little interview for your local film station this was like I mean they brought in multiple cameras lights they had an entire crew um and at one point when they were going to film the face-to-face -face interview, they um, wanted to get the lighting set up just right. And they asked me, they're like, do you mind if we just move a few pieces of furniture? I was like, yeah, that's okay. Next thing I know, they're moving my couch. They're moving my table. Like my entire living room was rearranged. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Yeah, it was, it was really intense. Um, I will admit I was pretty anxious um throughout and I'm pretty sure in the even in the documentary at one point you can see like my hand shaking and that was real I was terrified Lisa Ling herself was incredibly nice and um just really um made you feel really comfortable and um so yeah it was it was a surprisingly even though I was really stressed they really made me feel at ease with the entire crew and everyone. So you signed up for a furry documentary and you ended up getting a furniture rearrangement instead? Basically yes. <laughs> yeah they moved that couch and it hadn't been moved in like seven years and um the amount of dog hair that was under there I was so embarrassed oh my gosh. <laughs> I have a dog called Belle and I know that feeling when like someone comes over to the house and there's just that little bit of fur on their back and you don't know how to tell them and it's like should I tell them that there's fur from the couch they just sat down on no it's called furniture for a reason <laughs> that is true I wanted to talk a little bit about your life in the fandom so when did you join the fandom and how did you create Lelia oh gosh um I joined the fandom probably, I guess it was in 2011. So we're coming up on 10 years now, which is, oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I, um, I had some friends that were kind of in the fandom and they came down to visit me. And at the time I was, you know, I was getting into sculpture work and I was making like, you know, little sculpted animals and Pokemon and things like that. And my friends were like, hey, we're going to this convention um, in Orlando. Why don't you come with us? And I was like, yeah, sure. I love conventions. And they're like, one thing, it's a furry convention. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> um and unfortunately at that point in my life I had really only heard bad things about the furries and so I was a little bit like 
I don't know about this. And my friends were like, no, it'll be fun. You'll love it. Everybody's awesome. And so they convinced me to come to Megaplex and they were right. It was one of the most fun conventions I had ever been to. Everyone there was just, I mean, you could just feel the joy emanating um, from all of these people who just had this passion and were just so happy to be among people who shared that passion. And while I was at the convention, you know, well, my friends had their personas and I kept seeing everyone else with theirs and I was um, there and I was like, gosh, I want one too. Um, so I just kind of started drawing and um, I just drew, I basically just drew what looked kind of like my dog at the time, which is a Welsh Springer Spaniel and put little bows in her ears, colored them green is my favorite color. And um, Lelia came to be. <laughs> Outside the fandom, you're very connected with animals. Uh, are you a, a vet or are you, like, I, I didn't really get that just when they were talking about the documentary, how- Oh like, yeah, I'm yeah. a veterinary technician. Um, so I basically am like a, a nurse, animal nurse. Um, right now I work as a surgical veterinary technician, so I, um, do all the anesthetic monitoring for our surgical patients and do, um, professional dental cleanings and, um, but yeah, I've, I've been working in the veterinary field since I was 19, so like 15 plus years. In the documentary, there is a clip of you at like a play park. I don't know what you guys call them in the States, but like for a park for children to go play. Was yeah. that like before like yeah. something would film with you? Was that like a common thing? That sounds like wrong out of context, but do you know what I mean? Basically outside of conventions, I do a lot of um, fursuiting in public for, you know, special events, charity events, and um things of that nature. So um, that was actually a charity event that um, was happening around the time that they came down to film um, that I had already planned on going to. And so we were able to um, get some footage of, um, you know, what I kind of do in my spare time, which was, you know, performing at these public events and just really, really fun stuff like that and kind of my way to like give back, I guess. Um, and, um, you know, do something fun with my fursuit that um, makes other people really happy as well. You know, doing like the public suiting and stuff has been really good for me because I mean, I didn't really get out or involve myself in the community or really anything before I um, started fursuiting. So this was a way for me to reach out, do things in my community and meet people and even like, you know, kind of talk to people, reaching out to event coordinators, um, you know, really doing things that were way outside my comfort zone. Um, and I think I've really grown as a person and with my anxiety because of it. So since the documentary, how has your life changed? Has people following that documentary have they watched it and followed you from it have they found you from it how how was that affected you you know publicly creating stuff like on YouTube and things has there been any like impact or reaction that you were like oh I wish someone didn't see that or like say that or you know what I mean 
Like, what was the general reaction to it? Uh huh. Yeah, you know, surprisingly, all of you know, I you know, I was really nervous leading up to the premiere of the episode, and um, they filmed it a year in advance. So I, I had to wait an entire year before I even knew what the documentary was going to look like, how it was going to go, whether it was actually going to represent the community well. And, um, you know, and I spent a lot of that time worrying, you know, how people were going to receive it, whether there was going to be a lot of, you know, hate and um, trolling and things like that. And, you know, I'd worked to kind of prepare myself for that. But in my experience, um, since it premiered, honestly, like, as far as my experience goes, it's been largely positive, um, which I'm really, really grateful for. Um, lots of really, really nice feedback. I got so many messages after it aired of other people that are struggling with social anxiety and things like that, you know, telling them that, telling me that, you know, I mean, talking about it had made an impact or how the documentary had helped them like um, explain the fandom to their families. Um, and really, I mean, I, I honestly don't, I definitely don't regret doing it. And I don't really have any experiences that were the very negative so you kind of got off uh, I was gonna say off leash there but like kind of off lucky where because I've heard people who have been in documentaries who take for example like Nayo Kami you know the uh and all that's a physical I'm a wolf person yeah she was saying like the impact of that documentary so it's very rewarding to see that like mm-hmm. Lisa Ling's intention or like Lisa Ling's company's intention I'm not quite yeah. sure how to word that their intention was to make a positive documentary and that's what they made rather than we're going to make a positive documentary and then framing it in a sense where it wasn't. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there were definitely critiques of the episode and um, in a lot of ways, I think there were valid critiques um, of it, you know, and um, I agree, you know, there, you know, definitely could have been more representation in the community than what they showed and things like that. But um, in general, I feel like the feedback that I've gotten from it was relatively good. And um, it made me feel grateful that I was able to be a part of something like that. So looking forward with Lelia, like since documentary, you've gone on to make videos on YouTube. I watched some of your stuff in your other suits. How has like, what goes into all that stuff because that's something I really want to do myself with like baking in fursuit because I have two videos up on like on my channel where I make it fursuit one of them when I was making hot chocolate because I thought I was going to be like Gordon Ramsay and the second one was Easter baskets that ended up being more like Easter like disasters uh, but how do you like successfully make anything in suit it is amazing Oh my gosh. Well, it is, it's definitely a lot of work. Um, and I, I do, I have an entire YouTube series with my other fursuit buttercup where, um, I bake in fursuits. Um, I usually put out like two to three videos a month. Um, a lot goes into each one of those videos. Um, and I think a lot more than people realize, um, and there's a lot of planning and prep beforehand. I try and measure out all my ingredients because I have these big paws on um, and um, really kind of think ahead on, you know, how can I do this in suit and how is this going to work? Um, 
And I try to do the majority of it in suit, but you know, sometimes we will have, you know, magic cut edits of things that I'm like, this is just not possible. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's, it's just not par Saval at times. Suits. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, even I found myself when I was like using the hub or like I was like, I'm not going to use the hub and suit because I will catch fire and I will burn yeah. the house down. And I don't think uh, making a YouTube video in fursuit is insurable. So, you know, it's just easier <laughs> if we just don't do it yeah. in suit. Yeah, I will say probably one of the most common comments I get is people that are very concerned that I'm going to ruin my fursuit or get things on my paws. And, um, and I will say right here now, I get stuff all over my paws. I've had chocolate, I've had food coloring, I've had any number of like batters and doughs and um, all that kind of stuff. And it's all washed out beautifully. I wash my suit after every single video. So she gets washed a lot. Um, but for people that were concerned that I'm gonna ruin my spur suit, she's fine. <laughs> Where can people find you online? Cause um, you're very, very popular online. I love her Twitter posts, by the way. They always make me smile. And you're in, you're in the furry group chat. Whenever you're in there, there's always just like so much like positivity raiding off of you that I can feel that over across the, the world over in Ireland. So where can people Aww. find all this positivity online? <laughs> That's so sweet. Um, I'm fairly active on Twitter. My um, personal account is Spaniel Spaniels. Um, and that's where I, you know, I'm not suiting as much in Lelia because there's no real events going on. Um, but when I do suit as her, I'll post pictures and just kind of like my personal life. But I try to keep everything pretty positive there. Um, I'm most active in terms of like content with um, Buttercup right now um, because I'm able to make those videos um, in my home. And so all of her accounts are under Bake Up Buttercup. Um, or you can look up Bake Me Up Buttercup. And I have a YouTube where I post pretty frequently with her and I post on Twitter and Instagram with her as well. And I'll have all those linked below, either in the description or in the like the cards. Um, Lelia, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, really do appreciate it. And if you'd like to find the show online, our Instagram is fairy.trashbot, Twitter is ftrashbot, and you can support us on Ko-Fi. The link is all below in the description as well. All is Lelia's lovely, lovely links. Lelia, is there anything you want to say to our lovely listeners before we head off for the end of the episode? Um, you know, I just I really appreciate being um able to be on here and um talk and um really just, you know live your best life be yourself and um stay positive so thank you lelia so much and thank you for tuning in to very trash